Hey everyone, welcome to More Than Meets These Guys. This podcast is usually a journey from the beginning of the anime series, but once again, we are delving into the UK comics. Uh, Boo, uh, who is from the underground.net and myself, we wanted to do something that the American people, the American fans, uh, probably aren't as familiar with uh, the UK comics. But at this point, we're still... In that first miniseries, um, we will be going over over UK number seven, which is the first part of uh, issue number four in the uh, in the United States. So we are going to get into this now. How you doing, Boo? Ah, doing all right. Excellent, excellent. Always happy to get back in the UK comics. <sighs> yeah, I know, I know you are. You don't think you don't have to, you know, pretend. Ah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, man. Last we left off, uh, we were going to get well, basically they had saved Sparkplug from the Decepticons, and then like Spike was like, or not Spike, God Buster. <laughs> it's gonna. I actually had to change my list a few times because I kept putting Spike in there. Buster, you know, re- realizes that his dad gave it the secrets of uh, being, you know, of a fuel conversion to the Decepticons. So, we, but we get a little um, backstory into why he did that, but. Before you know, we get into all that. This is a Christmas issue, so you get double yes. the amount of help, double double helpings of readers' drawings in color. So it's kind of cool. That's it's always it, fun. Yes, it's towards the end of the uh, the issue, though. You see, you see a lot of that. Uh, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of promotions at the beginning of this, like you know, um, sticker to promote the NSPCC, which is National National Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children. Sorry, I, that's a tongue twister. Get it out. And uh, get organized in 85. A little advert for Pocket Diaries. But uh, what's really cool is um, Hasbro rep Anthony Temple, he addresses the the, the readers. Because I guess a lot of readers are writing in like, hey, we we have a like a low number of uh, toys out. We're, they're really cool and all that. But when are we going to get a uh, Megatron? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're basically, he's, he, he, this is something we really never got in the American comics, though. Hasbro reps coming in there and being interactive with the fans, which is kind of oh cool. yeah. This is like the precursor to what we have now, where you know we get the the Hasbro fan fest and stuff where they yeah contact us. But this is like the first time you, you see this where Hasbro is contacting the fans through the media. Yeah, and it's really nice. Uh, they're basically he's he's going there saying you know their most popular toys are Optimus Prime, Jazz, and Starscream, which makes a lot of sense. But uh, they they said that Megatron will be available by Easter. So, you know, they I guess the uh, UK fans had to wait a little while to get the um the very realistic looking Walther P38. So, oh yeah. And he made sure to drop a 007 rever- reference. He did. There, so, yeah. Yeah, he talked about the uh, the Mantle Uncle the uh the whole, you know, whole deal with the uh the Walther P38. Yeah, the, the secret agent gun. Yes. Really cool. But uh you know, we we get right into where uh issue 6 left off with the revelation that Sparkplug helped the Decepticons figure out a fossil fuel conversion, which, you know, considering um, Ed and I talked about this in the um, the miniseries for, uh, you know, more than MCI uh, for the original four part, four or three, four part series of uh, opening of uh, the Transformers. Where oh, three, uh, three. OK, I'm thinking oh, I'm thinking the ultimate doom. Yeah. Uh, three part uh, opening of the series where um, we're basically at the end. We're just you're really coming out of the um the um oil embargo of the late 70s mm-hmm. so the idea of fossil fuel conversion is uh is pretty you know we thought it well you know it's pretty prescient for the time that's kind of nice um oh, yeah so, very timely <laughs> yeah it is you know real world factors creeping into the episode um <laughs> <laughs> but the uh autobots are swamped with repairing the arc they're they're constantly like working on the arc. There's just so much wrong with it, and they're trying to fix. Oh yeah, even Mirage is working on it in the background. <laughs> <laughs> he's basically gonna get back, man. He's want to he's want to hang out on Earth any longer. He wants to go hang out with uh, Ravage on Cybertron. Apparently, nothing to say. Yeah, he's done he's hanging out with friend. Ravage. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Huffer loses it with Sparkplug, and the auto, other Autobots seem to be listening. Like uh, Ratchet, you know he he's. He repairs gears from last. He's repairing gears from last issue, but yeah, yeah. Dude, um, Huffer just goes off on the fact that he, he helped Megatron. He's basically saying like, "Hey, this this human's complicit." 
Oh yeah, he wants to execute spark plug. Yeah, he does. Yeah, the, the yeah, are jerks, man. Um, so yeah, spark plug fires back about his service in Korea and getting visibly angry um, about being called a traitor. I mean, he's doing what it has to do to uh, survive. And Ironhide's like the the one that comes to spark plug's defense. Like, look, you know, he had to do this. He was captured by Megatron. What are you expecting him, you know, to do? No, it's kind of neat seeing this, you know, the, um, I, I have, you know, the Korean war was that, that was in the, um, fifties, correct? Yeah. It was like 51 to 53. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously we are way, way past that, that point, you know, we have any, no, no recollection of you know, how things were when like, the most closest we got to was uh washing mash mash. Yeah. Yeah. Which so... actually lasted four times longer than the Korean <laughs> war. So, yeah. but you know, war is hell. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, Mirage is actually like the voice of reason now, Mister. We should just take what we want. Is now going. Oh well, wait, wait. We need this guy because he can make fuel for us now, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't kill the guy that can feed all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mirage is a kind of a pragmatic uh, guy here, but you know, like Huffer, just it's almost like Huffer's trying to split the uh, the um, the Autobots into like this faction that. You know, these guys are, you know, pissed off that uh, spark plug helped. And these mm-hmm. other guys are like, you know, like, hey, let's just use this ability. Let's just use this guy's knowledge to fix it. But, um, you know, um, Arnhard calls Huffer a young one. I guess, mm-hmm. you know, nobody once again, like Arnhard's like an old warrior. You know, we are, we, you know, that from the TV show, but it's really kind of established here how old of a warrior he is. Yeah, he's the oldest of these Autobots. Yeah. And, uh, you know, basically he goes, he goes on the, the, you know, like, you know, Huffer should know that the, uh, Decepticons are really good at torture and, um, which is true. I mean, like, you know, Buster, see, I put spike in the med notes. Buster looks up, <laughs> looks upset. The Autobots are acting like this, but Sparkplug drags Buster out of there. He's like, we got to go. Blue streaks, like agreeing with Huffer and calls him as weak willed race of traitors. Yeah. The, the, all the Autobots are being jerks here, man. They really are. And um, Optimus lays down a lot of months. Everyone that debating this is useless. That Decepticons are likely on the way. He's not far off. Oh yeah. Well, and after he lets it go, like to yeah, you know, the danger zone. Then he finally speaks up. Yeah, pretty much. He's like, okay, this is out of control. Let me use my dad voice here. But yeah, he like he lays out a law, you know. Mirage agrees with Optimus. Says if Huffer uh, had harmed Sparkplug, all would be lost, which is true. You know. Oh yeah. If uh, you know Sparkplug, who's the only one who can figure this out? Apparently, if um he they they hurt Sparkplug, like what are they going to do now? There's no right backup plan. So uh, yeah, there's a there's like a whole full out fight with the Autobots, and uh, they notice that the humans have run off, but Jazz decides to stop them. With the flamethrower. He throws a wall of flame, so obviously he's a seventh level or higher wizard here. Um, (laughs) Wall of flame. Sparkplug does not make a saving throw, but Buster does. Oh, yeah. Sparkplug (laughs) uh, failed his constitution roll right there. (laughs) So, uh, but, okay. So I got to note this, actually. You go back to color now, but the color is getting a lot better. Mm -hmm. It's thankfully a lot better. It's not just like, you know... There, there's a thing in the um during the 80s where you almost would have like these magenta globs and like mm-hmm. you have like kind of like a primary color globs on pages and yeah. it wasn't really you know as, as we think of uh, color now I mean we do things on um uh, on with digital art now you know it looks really good but uh then you know we had all this, this like um this crosshatch and like um I guess we was like crosshatch it was kind of like a dot um shading mm-hmm. with globs of color over it but it's gotten better though. Uh, the colorist has gotten a lot better with this, thank goodness. And um, dude, O is watching a newscast in a bar. There's no context to this. Yeah, he's sitting at a bar, even though he's like he's not like obviously on the drink. He's uh, Buster's friend from a high school, and uh, Ted Koppel's hosting Nightline and asking the tenuous about the tenuous peace between alien robots when suddenly a dude cosplaying Optimus Prime about makes O piss himself. Right. This is the first Transformers cosplayer right there. Yeah. <laughs> we find out that it's O's dad and it's his <laughs> bar. <laughs> and O, his, his, uh, 
Buster's friend O seems to put on about 40 pounds this last issue. He is like looking real chonky here all of a sudden. Um, he looks kind of like Julia Child. Oh, he kind of does. <laughs> oh, God. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. Um, so, yeah, his dad, <laughs> he, he, he gets pissed off and leaves the bar. His dad talks about what's wrong with the kids. I mean, O's dad was sitting up all night getting his cosplay ready, obviously. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, that's like a week's worth of work right there, and he did it overnight. So <laughs> He did it. Dude missed his calling. He comes up behind him like, greetings, Earthling. And his primes all get up. It's fantastic. But um, so we got outside. We learned that the uh, the bar is aptly called Mr. O's. Mr. O's, yep. They, they, there was not a lot of uh, thought put into uh, O's you know, family, his names and all that. Right. I mean, like, is it his first name? Is it his last name? Is it nickname? Like, what? what's with yeah. the O? It's like... There's zero thought put into it. <laughs> zero. Exactly. Maybe that's what it is. It's zero. Mr. Zero. Oh. And he's zero. Like a villain. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a bad Superman villain. Mr. Zero. And, and the nosy neighbors are getting out of town. Yeah, the Rollins. They're leaving town. They're like they're like, man, forget this. We're out of here. But um Oh, and O's dad looks like Hank from Breaking Bad. He kind of does a little more here, yeah. you know. Still, yeah, he does. Yeah, God, hmm. uh, <laughs> they're so, minerals. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so there's a ballet studio across the street, and a bunch of women look at all the same scene from above. Like, oh, seeing the Rollins leave, and the, you know, the girls in the ballet, stu- ballet studio are also looking on. And it's but it's Jesse's ballet class. And oh, she, yeah, she was hoping to get away from all this robot business and not worry about Buster. And Frank Springer here, like, drew, like, butts of various sizes. It was, like... <laughs> it was really, really intense. Uh, he, he used a lot of, uh, I don't know what references he used, but they were not, like, okay, so. He didn't just wing this. He, he no. He knew no. these butts intimately. <laughs> I actually, um, one of my favorite um, um, artists who um, actually did a lot of the art for uh, Exosquad is uh, Will Munio. And uh, mm-hmm. he has a very particular style, but you know his all his women look the same. They look very you know they they fit like you know almost like X Men style you know you know X Men leotard kind of style. Yeah, this guy did not go that way. He went very realistic. And very oh yeah, he was doing some figure studies here. He did. It's almost like he's watching. Uh, he watched you know daytime TV. He's like, all right, so I'm use that one on this this girl. Um, so yeah, he would have really into it. Yeah, so, so if Frank first... Springer had a choice between drawing robots or butts, you know which one he was going to choose. <laughs> he put a lot of effort into this one panel. He did, <laughs> he really did. He like it's actually kind of impressive. I, I got to say, <laughs> but uh, so back of the arc, man, the Autobots seem so confused about flesh and bone. As they, if they ask, as they ask Buster, spark plug still functions. Um. So apparently the wall of fire that Jazz cast you know, in front of uh, them almost kills Sparkplug. The, the Autobots are like so confused about how like Flesh and Moon works. Ratchet's like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm an ambulance, so I'll just take you and uh, we'll go to the hospital. At least, yeah, <laughs> Ratchet's like, you know, being the the reasonable um, Autobot here. But Yeah, Ratchet is probably the nicest Autobot out of all these. He is, actually. He's the most useful so far, too. It's funny considering, you know, like how he's portrayed in Transformers Animated, where he's like the old grumpy one. Yeah. Whereas, you know, here he's like the the helpful and almost like I would say almost youthful. Yeah, actually, he um he actually is portrayed that way a lot in the first issue of the new Skybound uh, mm. Transformers. He's real important in there as well. That's kind of nice. Yeah. You know, looking back at this. Well, you know, his characterization that Budiansky gave him actually was seemed like it was based on Hawkeye from MASH. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was very flippant and liked to party. <laughs> Which makes a lot of sense considering how the, you know, we're, we go in this issue. And um, so, yeah, Ratchet volunteers that he says he's an, uh, he's an Autobot. He's also an ambulance now, so he transforms into an ambulance. Note he's an ambulance without a lot of uh, great places in the, in the back to lay down. Right, I really, he doesn't have like a 
it doesn't have all the um, the aesthetics that an ambulance actually has. So the mini ambulance. He is <laughs> ratchets to the back under blankets essentially while they're bumping around through uh, roads. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Optimus, what I put in here with all the care of Joseph Mengele says he hopes spark plug can be repaired. He like has no concept of like you know organic life, which yeah, you know, move his spine around a lot while you're at. It. <laughs> yeah, he just. Toss him around in there. Fantastic. So uh, Buster drives Ratchet to the hospital, which you know, he's just in the driver's seat. And uh, yeah, there's no triage in Ratchet as Sparkplug lays in the back. But he sits back there and he lays unconscious and starts having flashbacks of Korea in 1952. We kind of like get what, how, okay, this is actually a nice um, parallel to how he survived with Megatron, which is kind of nice they did this. Mm-hmm. So there's a guy taking him back to uh, the four six seventh mesh unit because he's a hotshot mechanic. He's going to repair all their ambulances. And um, the Jeep's blown up by a Korean mine and the Korean troops note that one American soldier was killed and one was taken prisoner, which is Sparkplug. Uh, so Sparkplug uses his skills to make him a valuable hostage. He basically goes and like starts working all their engines and basically makes it so he stays alive. And, you know, he did the same thing with Megatron here. I think they were trying to put it out like he's a survivor because he has a use. Right. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, I mean, they pull in the, the hospital right for this and, you know, Buster is like, my dad's sick. And uh, so they take him in there and the nurse is like, where did you get an ambulance at? He's like, oh, well, yeah, we have, a, we have a repair shop and it was in the yard, so I just took it. But um, he's quick on his feet. <laughs> he is. He is. I'll give him that. I mean, he found it. He found these ancient things called telephones, like a telephone bank of payphones. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Haven't seen those in a while. <laughs> I know, right? All the old days of going to the mall. Um, <laughs> back to the Septicon front, it's all quiet until dun 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 to be continued. And there's like a Captain Britain ad and a new Ewok adventure ad, which oh, I yeah. forgot about those. Oh, yeah. The those Caravan were- of Courage. Those were terrible. Yeah, I care about courage. It's a little one is. But um, we're back to the line art, at least, after this. And Megatron emerges. He's all powered up. And he's like, he starts taunting the soldiers like, come on, give me all you got. So they all let loose. So like, there's like a guy over there to spare no artillery. You know, they just lo- loose with everything. And Megatron's over there like, yep, not touched. So he, he does just it. laughs at him. He does. He goes, ha, turns around and goes back in. Doesn't even bother to hurt them at all. He's just like, yeah, okay, we're good. He walks back inside. <laughs> it's a waste of energy. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even dent him. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, he like, he goes back inside and uh, I mean, I, I don't know who it is. Like, I'm guessing Reflector. Is yeah, Reflector's in this. Yeah, it looked like Reflector. It looked like, like um, Reflector's really good about being a generic looking Decepticon. But um, he's trying There's to... also a generic Megatron helping out really i miss that i'll look at that yeah but uh yeah um he basically is in the re- effector repairs and it reports that frenzy rumble skywarp and soundwave are the worst off oh, Sky- are all hurt skywarp being the worst off mm-hmm. and um <laughs> starscream insinuates on um he like starscream's like yeah it would have been really cool if you didn't let like the human return he's gonna give them all the energy so <laughs> megatron just like shoots him He's like, yeah, there's another one to add to your uh, repair list. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, no, add him to the dance report. And um, but then he's like, yeah, you know, he has a treasonous tone, but he has a good point. So he sends Savage <laughs> to investigate. <laughs> that was the best thing. He's like, yeah, you know, he's right. Yeah, you know, ahead. it's it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Exactly. <laughs> like uh like, hey, um, so I was thinking. Uh, maybe you could uh, go and check things out, make sure everything's okay because you let that guy go. But uh, no, he's like, as you know, our leader has done something stupid. Yeah, Megatron's like, nah, I've got no reason for that. And he, once again, he is pointing out that he asserts dominance with his fusion cannon. Mm-hmm. It's really big about the fusion cannon. What I remember last issue, he was like saying, like, if I didn't have this, it'd be all different. But uh, so he realizes that's the only way he's he's asserting control. But uh, yeah, he's like, hey, Ravage, 
go check things out of the ark. So here oh. you- there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So um, so so Ravage goes in there and he's like, once again, he's the most effective Decepticon. He's the best. Oh one. yeah, easily. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, he, uh, he Optimus is lamenting their, that their situation situation is really bad. But yeah. Huffer, Huffer gives him some hope and tells Optimus that the Ark scanned a Cybertronic life form four million years ago, and uh, in, in Antarctica. That actually now he's Mister Sunshine. Yeah, exactly. Hey, he's hey, all that's... over the place. It's not so bad. We have this thing could be happening down there. Um, so it turns out that he they detected shockwave down in the Savage Lands, which once again we go back to um, putting this in the squarely in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Yeah, because they clearly marked that it's the Savage Land. It was um, it was inhabited by the Khazar. Yeah, Khazar. Yeah, Khazar. Yeah, Khazar. Yeah. So yeah, um, so it's the Savage Lands. Um, way before Magneto was down there, and uh, there's dinosaurs and they're fighting. Uh, or actually, Shockwave's hanging around down there. So the the Ark um scans um the dominant life at the time, which was were dinosaurs, which five dinosaurs that weren't even around the same time period, but hey, <laughs> the Savage Lands. Yeah, it's the Savage Land. <laughs> it, it makes sense, right? Right. So it takes and uh, you know, scans like five, um, you know, Autobots and makes them as Dinobots. So they uh, they take out Shockwave and that's the last they know about it because Shockwave actually does a, um, he does it, I guess he jams the, um, the, uh, the drone the drone that the arc sends out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, Optimus asks the obvious question, what happened to the dynamites of shockwave? And that's kind of where we leave it. Yeah. They, they leave us hanging with that. Yeah. Oh, and so I did some math on this. So, okay. If a uh, spark plug was say 18 when he was in Korea. Yeah. Okay. Then that makes him 49 or 50 in 1984. Which is about right. Yeah, which means he was born probably about in like 1934, which means he'd be 89 this year. Well, if he survived this long, yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know what happens to him in the comics. I, I kind of forgot. So I'm kind of curious. Maybe you'll find out as it goes on. I It's been so long, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'd be fun to find that out. And anyways, we're following the UK comics, so it's not going to be the American comics. So I, I really don't know what happened to it in the UK comics. I'm assuming he dies at some point, but who knows? We'll find out. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> <laughs> but man, we are back. The back Christmas with... spread. Yes. And the Christmas spread is kind of cool. Actually, there's some pretty good art for the time. I mean, really. Yeah. Um, you know, pencil, I guess color pencil art. There's uh some very obvious marker art. But it's not terrible. It's uh, it's actually pretty good. I think this was better than I could have done back then. <laughs> yeah, definitely better than me. Actually, it's better than I can do now. I mean, uh yeah, I'm 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 actually at that at that level where I use uh MS paint, you know, mm-hmm. with the, uh, with the uh the paintbrush tool and uh yeah, blobs. So blobs. <laughs> we got some uh that's a good artist in our uh, our Discord. Um, Trigger being really good with, with that. Oh got. yeah, I know you are as well. Um, my, actually, my uh, stepdaughter did some really cool stuff for me before for uh, one of her birthdays. So, you oh, know, cool. the, yeah, the um, the digital arts, you know, really nice, done like yeah, come a nice, nice long way from uh, what we had when we were younger. You know, sketching things out in uh, a lined notebook paper. Oh yeah, <laughs> so. Or, or buying like the, the how to draw Transformers books that, you know, you never could really learn how to draw stuff from those books. It's like, here's no. a circle, here's a line, and now you're done. <laughs> it's like, circle, what? Line. Now erase them all and make a robot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was also the, um, there were, there were those that with the, uh, the robots and there were, um, trying to think, there was something else that came to mind. I'm trying to remember what it is now. But yeah, I mean, you know, we, you could actually, I know when I was younger, I must have seen um, Empire Strikes Back when I was really young because I got to the point where I was I would just draw like like um you know um side side view scenes of the battle on the Hoth mm-hmm. 
because you know there's like imperial walkers and there's uh there's you know snow speeders and there's the giant ion cannon and stuff i I, I don't know how many times I drew that one as little, but I drew that a lot. Oh, here's everything you want as a kid, like oh, yeah. for a battle scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big round cannon with, um, you know, it's a globe with a big cannon on the end of it. There's yeah. um, big Imperial walkers and there's, you know, I don't know. Giant kind of... robot camels. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I always thought they looked like big dogs, but camels maybe more. I don't know. And of course, chicken walkers and you know, all that kind of nice stuff. Oh, yeah. I think I even put a, a wampa in there a lot just because, you know, wampas are. Um, you you got to have a wampa in there. Yeah. Um, anyways. But we are back with Machine Man. Oh, I know, man. It, it sneaks up on you, right? You think you're getting pretty deep in here and then. I was really hoping that you know, we could have more Transformers before we ended Machine Man, but here we are. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, well, we did have a little bit of Transformers before that because uh, Ravage reports that. Oh, yes. Yeah. The Autobots don't have any fuel. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, we're good, guys. And then they, they, they basically say, like, all the Decepticons, all right, we're going now. And they all fly off. You know, there's a nice, nice splash page of all the jets taking off and going after the, uh, the uh, Autobots. Oh yeah, Megatron and Starscream make up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's a common theme, I guess, with the uh the cartoon and the, the comic. You know, there's always gonna be a little fight between those two. They're, they're like they're, they're like a toxic relationship. They are. Worse than Red Alert and Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, oh, uh, man. they uh they take off and uh they're gonna attack the Autobots, and we get a little preview in the uh comic about the you know, what are they gonna do when like the Autobots are like basically being, you know, gunned down by all the Decepticons. So that'll be in the next issue. Yes. But, oh, there's a little, uh, like, what's the, um, the cat, um, what is the cat's name? I'm blanking on it right now. Oh my gosh. I'm Ravage. No, 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 no. The no. Oh, oh, you're talking about, uh, Matt and the cat. No, the cat. Yes. Yeah. There. Yeah. With hump. <laughs> yeah. There's, um, we're, well, this kind of takes place after all the, um, you know, like about three quarters of the uh, Machine Man. They have to give you breaks to get through Machine Man. <laughs> Here's wrong. a puzzle. Take a break from Machine Man for a while. Just do a puzzle. <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, Mad the Cat, I don't really, that is such a weird little comic to have in the back of the thing. Like get ran a robot in, I don't know. I don't know. It, it was, it was kind of goofy and stuff and had robots in there, but anyways, machine man. So let's oh, go. Yeah. Well, the robot kidnaps Matt this time, like takes him, he abducts him yeah. into his UFO. So, <laughs> that was a really cool looking UFO. But uh, anyways, um, so machine man, machine. Man. I'm going to give you this. Cause I cannot make it through a machine man comic without rolling my eyes and be like, dude, this is terrible. Oh yeah. Well, you know, he left off and he was like having like, flying cars zapping at him and stuff like junk cars yeah so we pick up right from there and this is the i guess the second part of xanadu where he's fighting kubla khan oh yeah that's right. yeah so he fights his way through a bunch of trials and tests and <laughs> then there's a giant maze that kubla khan throws at him to test his worthiness and x51 defeats them all you know, no matter what it is, he, he finds a way around it with his machine man powers. With, with his uh, with his uh, dynamite powers. Oh yeah, totally. The stretchy arms and everything. <laughs> They're telescoping arms. Yeah, yeah. So Khan decides that he's going to lead him to an airship that he's in. And as soon as Machine Man bursts in, he's knocked unconscious by Khan's henchman Tong. Tong. Oh. Yeah, which. <laughs> I don't know, it just seems weird because, you know, he's doing all this stuff to capture Machine Man. He's testing him, testing him, testing him. Like, oh, he's passed every test. But as soon as he shows up, Tong just knocks him right out. And it's because Khan wants to transfer his mind into Machine Man's body. Of course. Well, I mean, makes sense, right? Right. But, I mean, if, if Tong can just <laughs> knock him out with one hit, then why don't you just transfer your mind into Tong? I mean, that seems like the better deal. He knocks out... <laughs> Machine we're man trying to hit, right we're trying to overthink this comic man oh i know <laughs> oh totally you know this is absolutely like the old serials that they oh, used to show from the, yeah 
person is. Yeah. So, yeah, he wants to take X-51's body for his own since it's so superior. Okay. Yeah. Well, it turns out that X-51 was just playing possum, and he was never defeated by Tom. (laughs) Okay. So he, like, he hacks into Khan's equipment that's doing the, the mind transfer or whatever and just trashes it. By reversing the polarity. So, you know, he, Jordy he, LaForge would yeah, love he, this. Exactly. He does a Star Trek thing. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then he gets up and beats the crap out of Tong, I guess, just to prove him, prove himself to him. And then he body shames Khan, you know, and makes fun <laughs> of his weight, and then bails out of the airship, leaving Khan to die in an exploding airship with Tong as unconscious. <laughs> And he, he tells, like, you know, Khan's men, basically, like, yeah, hey, you might not want to be here. Like, they all start bailing out. <laughs> and, yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, you see all of Khan's guys, like, parachuting out, and the giant blimp is just exploding. You know, one of the funniest things about the Machine Man is you found out recently you have a lot of these early issues. Oh, yeah, I've got, like, one through eight, which one through nine are the Jack Kirby issues that oh, he nice. wrote he wrote and illustrated nice. and then issue 10 is when marv wolfman and steve ditko took over which is what we've been reading like 10 and 11 is what we've read so far oh really okay so yeah that's actually kind of neat that you uh have other stories does it have like kind of a uh creation uh thing for um x51 that actually uh the creation story was in 2001 a space odyssey number eight what? Yeah, they did. They had a comic for 2001 Space Odyssey. And in, in issue eight, it was actually the story of Machine Man. And I guess it was so popular that they brought him into the Marvel Universe and just hmm. carried on with it. Yeah, it was a great, that's a great bridge from 2001. Thanks, guys. Right. <laughs> but they were doing odd stuff like that. Like they had the Logan's Run comic and it like. It's true. Had, I remember that. Yeah, a lot of, like there are Thanos stories and stuff. <laughs> yeah, so that, that actually makes sense. Like you know, um, there's a lot of old uh, Swamp Thing comics that had a lot of those, uh, like your John Constantine's in it. There was a lot of those, those um, you know, origin stories in other comics that you didn't. Actually, uh, Werewolf by Night had a, had the uh, first appearance of uh, Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those comics had like you know introducing a character, and the character was so popular, it became its own series. Right. That, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Moon Knight. So, yeah. yeah. And it says Kirby left the Machine Man comic to work on uh, Fantastic Four. Yeah. I want to say the cartoon. Yeah, it's probably not going to go anywhere. And like Jack Kirby working on Fantastic Four stuff, it's obviously not going to pan out. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, so that, that's how X51 got introduced. <laughs> okay. I, hmm. I wonder why. I wonder if it was a, um, Wonder if there's a reason why it was called X fifty one. Is there a X yes? There? Oh yeah, oh. there there were uh, fifty that came before him. Oh, and they were trying to basically build an AI, and they were all failures. Like they just none of them would work out. So the scientist that was working on him said, uh, "Well, what if I raise this one like a, a actual child, like a human?" And he did, and that was X fifty one. That was a machine man, and that it worked. Yeah, then, he, he seems awfully human. Yeah, and then the uh, government basically pulled the plug on the project and was setting them all to self-destruct. Mm-hmm. And he disabled the explosive in X-51 so he could survive and basically just set him loose. So he starts making, like, uh, energy beings and, uh, you know, doing weird stuff with uh, Xanadu. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so he's just kind of stumbling his way through life, trying to, you know, pondering humanity and his place <laughs> with it. It's really a bad idea because he yeah. does really bad things. Oh, yeah. he He's totally just fumbling his way through and doesn't really know what he's doing. But he's very judgy on top of all yeah, that. Yeah, he is. I kind of like the um the newer machine man that you're showing me uh, images of. Oh, he's yeah. jerk. Oh, yeah, and they turn out that one was an imposter machine, man. That's not actually X-51, they said. But they did that in a retcon, so... Oh. 
Yeah. So he's an imposter, but he's a lot more entertaining than uh, the original one. Okay. Right. And and he's still like popping up in comics, but they've just said that, yeah, that's not the actual machine man. That's like a, I don't know, a bizarro machine man. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'd rather watch the, uh, read the bizarro machine man than the one that's in this book. Oh Dude. yeah. He's a lot more fun. He's crazy. He's like Bender. He kind of is actually. Yeah. He, he looks like Bender. But if um you know um he was dressed like Doctor Octopus with the with the shades, yeah, and trench coat and stuff. Oh yeah, he he's Bender cosplaying an edgy human. He really is. Who doesn't care about anything and anyone? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was good. So did you get to check out the robot roundup? I did. They had like cross section of Marvin the the um. What God? I'm I'm blanking on the uh, description. Oh yeah, was the the manic depressive manic depressive robot. robot? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. From Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes. From it the actually, BBC version. Yeah. Yes. Not the American one. I recognize the shape immediately because I've I've seen in that old uh, BBC version, which is kind of hard to watch. I, you know, but the- it was almost verbatim from the book. Like they followed the book very closely. They did, which is my maybe why because um, British humor doesn't always play well, especially with like um like the, like that. It actually got kind of it was like very I don't know I almost felt like muddled down in things. Mm-hmm. The, the American one that though it came out like what in the early two thousands. Yeah, it uh it it went you know, like really fast through a lot of stuff, but um the the uh, BBC one it it if you know the story it actually works really well. It's entertaining. But uh, yeah, man, the um, it was like Doctor Who level graphics, and uh, not new Doctor Who, like Doctor Who from like yeah. the eighties. Yeah, like uh, Tom Baker Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah, had uh, that level of sci-fi graphics. <laughs> was uh, Zappo and Beaverbox had a um, like almost like a Muppet head on his shoulder? Oh, totally. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, but this is the, uh, the uh, Marvin the uh, the depressed robot. The, yeah, uh, it's a cutaway, yeah. so you see all of his guts, but you still can't see what's wrong with him. <laughs> no, he kind of gives you like <laughs> a readout with everything. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, it's kind of neat seeing all that. Um, in with uh with this whole th- this whole thing with um with like the robot roundup, there was a lot of old stories, but I noticed one. Um, I got to look here. It was um, uh, I done took a screenshot of it because it was like basically a um a female like ai robot oh yeah where was that at? the robot oh no um is that the one at university no of california yeah there's that was a lady that was my robot a mm. robot called sweetheart caused trouble earlier this year at the university of california's lawrence hall of science the problem with sweetheart is that her shape was a little too feminine she has a very large metal bust and her one role in life is to pour out coffee so it basically made a um a, a Waffle House waitress. Yeah. And if you get to see it, it's really yeah. not that feminine. It, it's basically it's a coffee pot with like a yeah. couple of like ladles on the front. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't know if um if that's like something that people look for, but uh this is not Cherry 2000. No. Oh, God. <laughs> she actually looked more like Marvin. but yeah i i looked up the professor igor alexander and his wizard robot yeah yeah and they they, he built it to work like a neural network modeled after like the brains of primates and he's actually been very active in uh researching artificial intelligence and even has publications as recent as 2017 about emergent machine consciousness nice so like yeah he's still out there just plugging away at ai there's um there was another one that the robot that went to church like, oh reason. yeah reverend bob mckenzie's yeah robot. the Mc- <laughs> mckenzie minded reverend rob mckenzie found a new role for robots teaching young people about the bible <laughs> <laughs> for eight years ron and the robot called robbie in relation to the star of the forbidden planet uh, have brightened up Sunday school classes all over the country. Robbie was built with entirely from scrap components, such as old loudspeakers, 
furniture casters <laughs> and doorbells that can and he can speak, move his head and flash his eyes. Man, almost like it was it was a it was a it was a simpler time. Well, you know, if I wanted to hear a solos automaton talk about the Bible, I'd just go to one of these mega churches around here. Oh, yes, yeah, right. you are in a uh, town with uh, your your boy there, and that is mega church. Lock the doors, the hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, w- we would help. We wouldn't be right because it was going against building codes and all. That. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a nice picture of this uh, Reverend Bob uh, Rob McKenzie's uh, Robbie. Mm-hmm. Robbie almost looks like a refrigerator, like a mini fridge with a head on top. Oh yeah, it's got him opened up in that one part. <laughs> yeah. It's um, it was it was. I guess he uh, he had it made so uh, he actually had a good grip, like the uh, the robot itself. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. No, actually, I'm sorry. This is another story. I'm, I'm looking at like I'm crossing my uh, stories and my uh, my robot pictures here. Uh, they're talking about like the visual problems outlined above. Another problem for robots is their sense of touch. So they're actually trying to do something that. Okay, when I was younger, during this time, actually, I really liked those Radio Shack armature on robots. You ever see those? They had like the, oh yeah, one arm. Yeah, I had like two versions, like the one that was just arm by itself, and then like one had a, like a grasper claw thing. Um, it had like an orange claw on mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're great, actually. They work pretty well. Uh, I play that thing a lot. Um, so they're basically trying to figure out how, how, uh, to make robots where they can actually detect touch, like they're touching something, but not yeah. so strong that they break a wine glass. So that's what they're trying to work you know, as things like make robots that are more like household servants, which is, you know, I think something that we're still trying to work on in all yeah. And, uh, you know, the Boston dynamic stuff is really good. They're, they're, they're more, I feel like they're more interested in keeping, um, equilibrium with a uh with a robot you know keeping it upright <laughs> oh yeah those, well, a lot uh, of this is that... oh where they're kicking them over yeah they're pushing them over with like a broomstick yeah <laughs> that's where skynet's gonna rebuild man oh yeah they're gonna realize what they're doing to them <laughs> yeah but yeah a lot of that uh technology actually developed for prosthetics yes for the yeah. help of the disabled mm-hmm. and that was a. Uh, so like the Cranfield Institute of Technology near Bedford in 1972 project was begun was intended to build artificial hand for disabled. So uh, by the 80s, they were like, it was still they're trying to work on this. They they feel like it was picking up. And uh, you know, honestly, a lot of um, there's been a lot of progress still with prosthetic limbs and like their ability to gra- grasp and uh, use um, their grip. So. I kind of like this. So they're really going into like they're having a uh, a section of this that's really going into like uh, sci-fi and you know you know um, movie robots. Oh robots yeah, seeing what the robots can do now. I want to say I, I read an article not long ago where they'd actually developed a prosthetic arm that was the, run by a chip in their brain. Yeah, so they could just think and it would move and do stuff. So yeah, so it should actually you know at th- this point. Uh, the way this is going, they're they're trying to figure out how that they can you know, make this work better. And you know, I feel like you know we're still every day, you know, we're finding out new advances with all this. Um, we're getting and- closer to GoBots every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not wrong. God, um, you brought up recently my GoBots were uh, basically like uh, cyborg, you know, aliens. Oh yeah, yeah, because they have brains. Yeah. And then- like Sorry. when in the cartoon when they meet like the the first gobots they they're just people with like a few little people like they might have a robot arm and an eye and that's like the earliest gobots yeah you actually made some uh, nice ai art with a uh, crasher with her long brain <laughs> oh yeah that disturbed my kids quite a bit oh <laughs> uh, anyways um yeah so this is um you know once again a really good issue and i i like how they give some background for the um the reason why uh, Sparkplug did what he did. Oh yeah, and we'll get more into that next issue as well. Oh yeah. So it actually it gives you know kind of shows like the Autobots are really not thinking like clearly on this. So it's I'm kind of glad to see it. It's it's really neat to have that whole fleshed out idea. That story. They're so groggy from waking up after a four million year nap. <laughs> groggy and grumpy. Yes. Oh, and the cover of this issue was done by uh, Mark Texiera. 
uh, from Ghost Rider in the nineties. Dan That's Ketch, right. Ghost Rider. That's yeah, right. he did the last yeah. cover too, the the Spider Man cover. Yes. Yeah, he did that one as well. Okay, that's nice. I'm trying yeah. to... Okay, cool, cool. Oh, and you can actually see his name on the American version of the cover. You can see where he signed this one, whereas there was a mystery about issue three for a long time, and then okay. Budiansky revealed it. But this one in the American, you can actually see Texiera on it. Nice. We're almost... We are one issue away of finishing the American miniseries, so... After after this, it splits off completely, which is great. I, I can't wait to see all that. Oh yeah, you'll be in new territory then. I'm kind of excited because it's, I, it's been a year since I've read the the comics. I've got them all in the box behind me, but reading uh, the uh, UK comics like this is it's gonna be kind of interesting because I know you you uh, kind of let on that the uh, how much had diverges from the American. So mm-hmm. I'm interested to see it. So that's been great. Oh yeah, well it kind of weaves in and out because it still keeps you know pace with it but it fills in so many gaps along the way yeah um and you know honestly with uh with i feel like it's it's gonna it's going to um go into more of you said it's more of the uh the idea of the the ship's computer the arc computer mm-hmm. and it's gonna you know go into more of that so oh, oh, yeah I mean, auntie auntie that's right i'm interested <laughs> to see that so uh and honestly fun issue uh the art's getting so much better oh yeah they're really uh falling into the sunbow you know models really nicely yeah everybody was on model in this issue yeah. they really were i mean everyone was um even jazz when he burned spark plug yep <laughs> <laughs> so that's all, all he needed was to boogie a little while he was doing it and then <laughs> a little scat with the fire fire right <laughs> That's, it's nice so to know that uh, Jazz is at least a level seven wizard. So good on him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Um, Ed had a little busy, uh, busy weekend with his son, doing all kinds of things. So I asked Boo if he would mind getting involved in doing this. We we were actually supposed to do this a while while ago. I'm the guy who's busy all the time, and uh, I you know have trouble finding time to do my own you know my own thing i love doing the, the podcast and uh talking to all y'all so uh if you guys wouldn't mind um you know i'm gonna put in the show notes a uh, link to the discord come join the discord come talk to us hey, hang out with us we put a lot of information in the discord by the episodes and issues and stuff uh we you know there's a little community built there um check out the axon underground.net or actually dot com now too because you got that all yeah back. we we've so, got them uh, both now yeah uh night <laughs> This is actually excellent. Underground was my first, um, you know, website message board thing I called home back in the what, 96, I think. Anyways, um, yeah, so it was, uh, you know, one of those old things I, I went to, and uh, it's it lives again. You can't kill oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it won't stay down. No, it won't stay down. Uh, so yeah, basically, check all that out and uh. Thanks so much for being here this week, y'all. And uh, thanks for doing this, boo. I appreciate it, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've got a quote. Oh, please, by all means. Are you the creatures that live in this place? So squishy, so fragile, so pathetic. <laughs> From. <laughs> that's star- yeah, Starscream in the new comic. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. Before he squishes someone. Okay, uh, so I'm not going <laughs> to spoil that. Uh, the new comic, by the way, um, if you are a fan of the Walking Dead comic, man, this has the Walking Dead fingerprints all over it. It's pretty oh, yeah. brutal. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Big fan. And it's it's pretty hopeless, just like the Walking Dead, if you read the comic. This would not have flown back in 84 at no, all. <laughs> this is not full of hope and dreams. This is not uh, what we expect from a uh, from uh, the heroic Autobots. Uh, Hasbro wouldn't allow this for something they were trying to like start out new and sell their toys. No. What's going on in this comic? But it's great. <laughs> I love it. It's fantastic <laughs> because it makes things really hard. And um, it's big uh, boy Transformers. <laughs> it really is. Sparkplug's an alcoholic. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty in the, in the best kind of way. I, I'm a big fan of it already. I'm very impressed. The Void Arrivals, um, you know, with the Skuxoids in uh, one issue of it. Um, God, there's uh there's I haven't I haven't actually read the issue that has the uh, Quintessons uh, Quintesson on the cover, 
I'm kind of saving that one because I'm kind of you know, spreading it out so I can really enjoy it. But uh, if you uh, like the new comic, check out the Void, Void Arrivals you know, issues. They issue they have a um, a Transformers character on each of the uh, issues leading up. So yeah, so it's if, the build up towards number one. Yeah, and um, I'm really curious to see uh, uh, Benson Yee. He um, he took a video of the panel for the, the Skybound panel at uh, New York Comic Con, which had. Um, you know, um, what's his face from Walking Dead? Um, uh, Kirkman? Kirkman, yes. Robert yeah. Kirkman. He yeah. was on the panel, so you know he has some input in this. And he, I know he also loves the Sumbo comic. So I expect a lot of good things from this uh, this comic. This is going to be really good. Oh, yeah. Uh, Benson Yee posted today. They gave gave them Ashcan copies of Duke at that panel. Yes. yes. Yeah. I was Sweet. like, oh, wow. Yep. I saw that. I saw a picture of that. So they're going to be building that uh, G.I. Joe and Transformers uh, universe all together. It's going to be really good. So I'm a big fan. Yeah, of and I think I saw one of the, the covers. It actually has, like, Starscream behind Duke. Yep. Like, flying there. So I guess it maybe do, like, Void Rivals, where we have Transformers cameos and all those issues as well. Yeah, this is, this is great. Um, And I know um, Marvel built that universe all together with uh, G.I. Joe Transformers and you know, X-Men and everything else before they kind of diverged to their own little path, which is, was just Transformers and G.I. Joe. Yeah. And um, I'm really interested to see how they do this because you're not really pulled with the constraints of uh, the, I don't know, it was almost like you had to go with a 90s toy motif and we're not doing that anymore. So that'd be interesting yeah. to see what we have. Uh, and I'm more. really interested in where Void Rivals is going because it's a really good series. It is. It's, it's like uh, what Enemy Mine yeah, it's totally shades of enemy mine on there. <laughs> it is. So it's all really good hard sci-fi, really good stuff. Y'all should check it out. Go to your local comic shop, buy an issue, or you know, buy a digital issue, read it. There's they're good comics. Yeah. So yeah. Very good. Anyways, I'll leave y'all with that. Um, appreciate it, man. Uh we'll talk to y'all soon. Later. Bye. <laughs>